Welcome to the In-Law Suite. I'm Crystal. And I'm Nicole. And we are your new favorite in-laws. This is the podcast where we talk about everything. So grab some coffee or some wine and close the door behind you. Because you're in the In-Law Suite. So let's go. All right, guys. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about parenting during the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, Nicole and I both have young children and so we're going to talk a little bit about what it's been like to balance working and parenting while our kids were home we're going to talk about what virtual school was like and how we're getting ready for next school year and also what it was like to be pregnant and have a baby during the pandemic that's right but before we do any of that let's go to nicole's corner (laughs) And talk about the highlights of the week. So, Kristani, so I was, I'm always going to start it off was, how was your week? And you know what? I had something that I wanted to tell you about, and I cannot remember because, you know, my memory is that of a balloon. Um, oh, yeah. I understand. <laughs> I understand um, it's, it's been good. It's been a very, very, very busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had to go into the office this week, which I rarely do that. Um, I did not enjoy that experience. So <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to go back to work. <laughs> oh yeah, I understand. No, that. people were not wearing masks. Oh no, a lot of people are starting to do that now, especially if they're vaccinated. Yeah. And I get so. it, but I have to think about my kids who aren't vaccinated. So I was in a meeting where I was the only person wearing the with mask. The, so you like the oddball out, right? Yeah, and I had two masks on. Don't play with me. <laughs> <laughs> one for me and one hey, for you. How was your week? Uh, my week was really, really great. Um, uh, there's a couple highlights that I want to highlight in our segment today Mm -hmm. um I guess the first thing that really like excited me was as y'all know from the last episode my favorite podcast is planners and wine and they started following us on Instagram (laughs) so when Christani told me she said you know planners and wine is following us I said no they're not (laughs) I said oh my gosh I'm super excited oh my goodness and then um, also, too, I want to shout out to Kristani because she is, like, the main person on our social media. You know, like, I am, too, but she is on it, like, to a T, making sure that y'all get y'all post and, you know, making sure everything is out there for everybody. So, um, but long story short, um, you said... Yeah, and they and they sent us a message as well. Like they're gonna listen to our episode, so I was super excited, like on cloud nine. So I instantly went on to Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like a little kid in a candy factory, or like you know, like they actually listen to us. So I'm super excited. I hope they listen to this now. So we are super excited. But I was like on twenty when when you told me that. So. So, hey, if they're listening. Hey, hi, Myron, Megan. I'm so excited. So, um, that was number one for me. Okay, and the second thing that um, was a highlight for week, highlight of the week for me, as you guys know, I've been watching Love Island. 
and Love Island is like on 20. Like this, actually, I started watching Love Island UK. Okay, so let me just say, we watched Love Island whatever day USA. I told you we watched it. Yeah, USA season three. And then after it went off, I went on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it Didn't said, do you want to watch Love Island? So we started watching the first episode, and we were like, we don't know any of these people, but I guess yeah. it was the UK one. Yeah. So the uh, USA one is not on Hulu. The no. one that's on Hulu is um, the UK one. And I started watching the current season, the one that's out now, which is season seven. Yeah. And I'm on episode, I want to say 14, 13 or 14. Oh, girl, you almost threw it. It, it. No, they had episode 29, I think. On Hulu? On air. Oh, but I mean on Hulu. Is it that many? Because I didn't... Yeah, it's like... Oh. Some of them are not have not posted yet. I want to say like 20, at least 20 or something mm-hmm. episodes. But nevertheless, I started watching that and I'm super excited about that one. It's not as hot as USA. So the USA um, season three, the last episode... You know, they went to Casa Amor. <laughs> so, can you tell me... Remember I texted you and I was like, how long are they going to be there? Girl, I don't know. This is my I, first season two watching this oh, show. Because I thought it was like a day trip. And then they started packing bags. Nah. And then people started showing up. They talking about sleeping in beds. So okay. I'm thinking they're going to be there for... By the end of the week, I would assume. Can I just say, those new girls are some baddies. Yeah. I was like, you in trouble, you in trouble, because your <laughs> man is not coming back. <laughs> Will, Will is acting up. Which one is I Will? Um, he's, uh, is he Colombian? The, the one with he's the He's Makira. Yeah, he's one oh, with the she's, accent. Oh, she need to pack now. Girl, she, and she was so pack. loyal. Mm, with kissing so on loyal. the cheek. I know. <laughs> I said, boo-boo, he is all in that other girl's mouth, honey. You better get that man a chance. But, yeah, it's so, oh, my gosh. It was so good. And I was excited to see, like, Cash. <laughs> she, <laughs> she confessed her love to Cinco before she left. And this new guy, Will... Which is he the dark skin or the light skin one? He's a light skin. Well, brown skin. There's there's two there's two there's two brown skin and the lighter skin. The lighter. No, there's no the the one one with all the tattoos. Okay, his name is Will too, right? No, I don't know, but he's pretty attractive. Um, and he's like, I'm all for cash. I'm all for cash. Two of them said that. The the other one, I think he is. Some type. I don't know what he's Colombian. He's some Dominic, of, uh, the Dominican. Dominican, guy. yeah, mm-hmm. he's Dominican. Um, so because you know he was like, oh, you do this type of dance. I forgot what the name Machata. of the dance they did. Yeah, so um, yeah, he's feeling her like personality and stuff. But that boy with the tattoos, I forgot his daggone name. He instantly came in and said, "I want cash." Yeah, but the but when they was going around, when they was sitting on the yeah. couch, he did say, "I I'm sitting next I'm to the one cash. I like." Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling cash, but no, I don't think she gonna feel him like she feel the one that says, I, "I'm I'm here for cash." Like he seems like I ain't he seen won't. her talking to him that much. 
you about to because this tonight's episode and we record on Tuesday. So tonight's episode, girl, you're going to see Cash in that pool with that boy. Cinco who? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, Trina ain't getting no love, which is fine. I, I mean, I feel bad for is Trina, she the light, but I don't the lighter skinned black girl? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about her. Yeah, how she went about it, and then I just feel bad for her because things didn't work out with her and Jeremy. Because you didn't see the first episode, so you didn't see that mm-hmm. her and Jeremy was initially a thing. And then Jeremy basically kicked her to the curve for, was it Amy? And then he kicked Amy to the curve for Florida, and Florida left. So I really want Jamie to, 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 to get the boot. Not uh, Jeremy to get the boot. But anyway, but yeah, so this uh, this last episode we saw on Sunday, two hours was great. So it was. Good. I can't wait for tonight, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's gonna be on fire. So I'm excited. We have watched a previous season of Love Island. Like as uh-huh. soon as I started watching it, I knew we had seen it before. Anthony uh-huh. remembers it too. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you know how it's gonna end but i know how it's gonna end okay I, so i'm I think a you're couple, gonna really a like couple it. wins right is it a couple or a person don't ask me because i will tell you okay right. <laughs> well i just want to be surprised at the and end, maybe so. they'll switch it up because like you know to keep it you know how i don't know but like big brother they do stuff different every season so that you can't oh, okay. really be prepared so it might be something where it's like a little bit different, but I'm not gonna tell you because I don't want to take away like the, yeah, uh, the twist or whatever at the end. So. Okay. Well, but, yeah. that was. Thank you for my um, getting me in on it. Of course, and we're gonna be talking about it pretty often as a highlight because <laughs> we that's do. that's why I started watching the UK one because I was like, man. I ain't got nothing to watch today. But you so should hold off watch. on the UK one so that no. you had something after this is over. No, because UK one is current right now, too. That's going on as gotcha. well as USA one. So, gotcha. And I got so many episodes, and they're about to, I think they're close to the end because they're like at 29 episodes. So, or 20, it's some large amount of numbers. So, but anywho, but I can't wait. So, that's been the highlight of my week. All right, so I know that we both had pretty, I guess they were similar in some ways um, Mm -hmm. and different in other ways. Our experience over the last, I guess it's been 15 months now or something like that. Yeah, it's Um, been a long time. Yeah. No, it's been over 15 months, I want to say. Well, we we came home in... Since March. So 14, yeah, 14 months. So um, I guess... We let's talk about, I guess, the work aspect. The work from home. Work from home. How was that okay. for you? Well, honestly, when everything started to happen with COVID, like you know, you see on the TV, the news, like everything is. A lot of people are catching it. A lot of you know the cases are increases. I was at work, like, when the heck are we going home? You know, like. Mm-hmm. I was so over, and I like working from home because I already worked like a day a week from home. Right. So I was super like ready to go, but I didn't realize how much I 
love it. Like, I like working from home, but I don't... How you were feeling about work today is how I'm feeling about going <laughs> to work. Um, but initially, um, you know, our children were going to my our mother-in-law's house. So I was at home alone for, like, the first couple months. And um, it was great. Like, yeah. It was like that piece of quiet. You also too working from home. You don't really saving money on gas. Um, it was sad of what was going on in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. But parenting wise, you know, my daughter was. I have an eight year old, so she. Was in first grade. Yeah, first grade when it first started. So they basically took the kids out of school. And after they took the kids out of school. They um, put them on virtual school for like a couple weeks. And then they ended school early. So um, then I put her on the summer program. And she did that, which is actually good because when she did the summer program, the summer program is very similar to how she started the following school year. So September 2020 is when she started second grade and she was virtual throughout the whole year. Yeah. And I had my four-year-old at home as well. And that's to me where the challenge was because I had to work as, (laughs) as you can hear, (laughs) work as well as, you know, like try to make sure she's learning. Yeah. Like if she's not in daycare, like my mother was not teaching her anything. I still want her to be ahead or still be on the same grass as what a four-year-old should be. So, um... Can you hear the crying in the background? I can hear my little mama's crying <laughs> in the background. Well, guys, this is just what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Working from home parenting. This, this is, is... My co-workers hear it, so y'all get to hear it. It's just what it is. <laughs> That's my little mama's. Um, so, yeah... So it was a challenge, and it's still a challenge. Like, I've been fortunate enough to still be able to work from home. Um, We actually are going to have a meeting this week about going back to work, I'm sure. But with the new Delta, you know, variant strand, I I I don't know if that's going to change it, you know. I don't think we're going to go back every day. I think we're going to go back maybe one day a week starting off, so. Well, today the CDC has said that even vaccinated people need to be wearing masks indoors because of how transmittable the Delta variant is. Okay. So I think that, like, for those of us that are planning to go into the office in the fall, I yeah. feel like there is a chance. I don't want to speak negativity into the universe. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a chance that those plans may be delayed because... I don't know that we have advanced as far forward as some may like to think we have. Yeah. Especially when we have proven that it is possible to be remote. Yeah, I agree. And for the most part with my, at my place of work, we still do have masks like requirements. Um, They still have sanitation areas and stuff like that. But it's just, if, if it's working, like, to work from home, why, why do we need to be back? <laughs> you know? And, and I can answer that question for you. The reason that we need to be back is because people are lonely. And 
they don't like to be at home. Understand. And those people are the decision can, makers. Understand, but those people can go to work. But they don't like, and and you know, I'm trying to not get get myself into trouble here. But <laughs> <laughs> there are oh, people gosh. that are, let's say less comfortable working remotely uh-huh. and prefer to be in the office yeah. for whatever their own personal reason is. And people just in general are not understanding of different points of view. Yeah. So if they are more comfortable in the office, they are more comfortable with handwriting notes versus using the computer, then they're not going to invest money in a computer because everyone can just handwrite notes. It works for me. Yeah. And that's why we're going back into the office. Which sucks, <laughs> Which sucks for us people that don't do that, you know? That have like, adapted. Because at the beginning of, of the pandemic, I will tell you my job is very paper heavy. Like for aspects of my job, I used to print off like 100 sheets of paper and get pens and write everything down. And how do you do that in a remote environment? Like getting handwritten notes from people. It was very difficult at the beginning, but I did a lot of work to try to make it so that my job was, um, able to, to be done electronically and virtually. Yeah. And so like all of that work that I've put in over the last year and a half to like improve my processes is basically, gonna go backwards now because how can we have virtual processes and we're sitting right next to each other even though the virtual process is so much better than the old process process, i know that it's it's gonna go away you know but there are a lot of people that didn't invest any time and and they were just like still doing things the old way Uh And so it's better for them to have everybody back in the office because they never took the time to try to make their job work during this pandemic. Yeah. Well, with this new Delta strand, I mean, it's possible that we might have to go back to being virtual. And it's going to be flu season soon, too. So it's a lot that's going on. And I understand people want to go back to normal. But, you know, don't rush it if especially you know something else is going around that could harm people, you know? Yeah. So, but I get you. I, I mean, working from home is such a, is a blessing. And it's also a good thing financially when, when we think about the fact you don't have to drive to work, you're saving money on gas, you don't have to pay for daycare, you know? That's a savings. Um, also, too, I mean, yeah, you're, but things do increase, yeah, I was I was gonna your power bill that. increased your food your the food definitely increased. Um, so for me, my experience was very different than yours. Yeah, because for the beginning of the pandemic, I had my a daughter. I was pregnant, and I had my five year old home with me, and my job pre prior to COVID was very manageable. I had a great work-life balance and just the nature of HR with the pandemic hit, 
my workload skyrocketed, you know? Uh Yeah. And so at the beginning, I had like a cute little setup for her. I had little activities planned and I had her set up in my office and she would do her little schoolwork. And her um, preschool actually sent home like work from home packets and stuff like that of things, activities for her to do um, at the beginning. But like two or three months in, it just became such a a daunting task to Uh parent her and And also like manage my increasing workload and like being pregnant as well. Like the stress level, it was ridiculous. I was working every day. I was working early in the morning because I would wake up at like 6.30 and immediately start working so that I could try to get as much done as possible before she got up. And then, you know, like try to multitask during the day with working and then trying to just provide the bare minimum for her. Yeah. And then I would work late. There were so many days where I ate dinner in front of the computer, like never saw my family. Yeah. And um, like once, once I had the baby, it just you know babies don't care about a schedule no they they have their needs right away and it even like eventually i had to take my older daughter to our mother-in-law's house because she developed like a nervous condition because i literally isolated her for the entire day it got to the point where like i had so many meetings and things like that where it was like don't talk just be quiet just sit over here don't talk and she like had a physical reaction to being isolated to basically being ignored and when i tell you like the guilt that i felt was like soul crushing you know yeah yeah so thank god that we had someone that we could go to to allow her like a safe place where she could have fun where someone could actually care for her yep you know um so i'm so appreciative of that but um, having a baby home, that that right there, that is another level of torture. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I can't imagine having a baby like in the pandemic, especially at like the hospitals and how tell us like how was that experience from you experienced having a baby outside of the pandemic and experience it like during the pandemic, like so for me, I have a high risk pregnancy. So I have to go in every, at the beginning of my pregnancy, I went in every two weeks to my OB. And then like toward the middle, I started going weekly and Mm -hmm. my OB's office is at the hospital. So I was at the hospital all the time when I was pregnant and I liked it because (laughs) (laughs) you would like it (laughs) it's like no like when i tell you it was like being in a deserted like a deserted there was nobody in the hospital like when you walk in it's just like empty halls you might see like a nurse or something but of course in the hospital it's not like when you go into the office they are maintaining social distancing they are like very cautious and careful you know um 
The only thing to. that was like nerve wracking was that for no reason at all could anyone under the age of 16 come into the hospital. So with me having a five year old, I just always felt anxious. Like what if something happened? Like if yeah. I went into labor in the middle of the night and we had to take her, like I felt nervous about stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, she was coming to your house. We, okay. we know that. But... <laughs> <laughs> she had the bag at the house and everything. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know the toe to get in the house just come on in just wake up and she's just lay her in the bed yeah just lay her in the bed and when we wake up you're like oh, okay I know what happened <laughs> but uh, you know like let's say that you were some like whatever I, you know I'm just a worrier so that was something but um, yeah. the actual experience of delivery was very similar never saw anyone I saw, like, I had my dedicated nurse, and I can't remember, but I feel like when I had my oldest daughter that I didn't have, like, a nurse that just stayed in the delivery room with me the whole time, mm-hmm. but this time I did. So, like, she, she met me, like, when I, because I had a scheduled, um, I got induced because yeah. I was late. With the chunky my little thing. mamas didn't want to come out. Girl. You was and... feeding her good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that was like, first of all, that was to- was torturous because it I was itself. expecting her to come early. Yeah. So, going through, like, the anticipation for five weeks and then all those pains and stuff. Girl, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she met me at the check-in desk and then, like, took me back to the room. And then she never left the room. I don't. I think she must have gone. To That's eat maybe or like a safety thing too, because you know they don't want to be transporting like or like flip flopping nurses in and out right. of other rooms. Yeah. So you stay with her the entire time. You are her yep. dedic. But my thing is, what if you go into labor for like over twenty four hours? Like, does this? I'm assuming they switch oh. nurse eventually, right? Well, she stayed with me throughout my entire delivery. My doctor left Mm -hmm. (laughs) i gotta go home (laughs) my doctor came in and and the thing is is that i got induced at like eight in the morning Mm -hmm. and usually it's a quicker process and she kept coming in like uh i'm about to get off (laughs) you come on if she don't come at four (laughs) o'clock i'm sorry boo i gotta go home and you know she was born like 15 minutes after my doctor left um, but they like, like Come an hour on, before she left, she brought in the midwife and was like, so if you can't figure this out, this is who he's going to deliver your baby. Um, oh, and the mid, I liked the midwife. She was very earthy and like, you know, yeah. not, not my ideal scenario, but I did like her. That's good. Um, but yeah, so it, it was, you just stayed in your room. Your nurse stayed in the room. Um, it was fine. I did not have to have my mask on while I was in labor. Uh-huh. So, but I kept it on because I was cold. You know, I don't think you'd be thinking straight when you. <laughs> no, you birth. definitely won't think it straight because I would not be thinking I want a mask on as I'm pushing. Because my nose was cold and I was like, I'm going to just keep it on. It was like, okay. I mean. said, okay, this lady is. <laughs> this is the first. And that's probably why it took so long, because I know I had to push for, like, a really long time. I kept watching yeah. the clock, like, it's been is this quite be a while. Over? When is she coming out? <laughs> yeah, and then I started messing up at the end. Girl, it's too much. Um, 
But the actual being pregnant during the pandemic, for me, the type of person that I am where I don't, I'm not going to say I don't like people, but I don't like people. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't have to worry about people trying to touch me. <laughs> I don't like people, but you know, I really don't like people. But you know what I'm <sighs> Because you, you know, like being pregnant and walking through the store and like a random person comes stand right up on you and, oh girl, my God, tell me all about your birth story. I, and- if somebody would touch my belly, I, don't touch me. Like, yeah. I don't know who you are. Like, why, why do people feel a need to touch your belly? I don't know. But I don't even like, because you know, and maybe we can do an episode about this at a later date, but you know that I've had traumatic pregnancies in the past. Uh And so, like, having someone ask me questions like, oh, is this your first? Oh, are you so excited? And having, like, at the daggone grocery store, like, just ring up my groceries. Yeah. Don't ask me nothing. So, for me, not being able to go places, it took that factor out for all the like the fake conversations that you have to have with people when you've been living in a state of anxiety and then you have to say, Oh yes, I'm so excited. And you're like, you know, so pack my groceries, just pack my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Let's turn this up. No questions. Yeah. So I liked, I liked that aspect, but I also did like, I know a lot of people, especially people that it was their first pregnancy they were very, like, upset that they missed out on, like, they missed out on that, you know? Yeah, Because even for me, I was pregnant before the pandemic, but it was early pregnancy, so I wasn't really showing or anything. Yeah. And so there were employees that I worked with all the time that never knew I was pregnant. And so, like, I would talk to them on the phone and stuff, but of course, I'm not going to be like, by the way, I'm pregnant, like, we're talking about work, so... Um, like people would call and be like, I saw the announcement that you had a baby. Like, I didn't even know you were pregnant. So I can imagine for someone that's a new, like first time pregnancy, they're very excited and they want to share that with people. Yeah. They got robbed, you know? Yep. Especially like baby showers. Yeah. Um, you know, gender reveals and all this. They do a lot now, nowadays. Um, but yeah, stuff like that, they, they can't do. Especially, but I feel like people were very creative in having those type of events safely. Like drive-by baby showers, um, doing stuff over like Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, so people were creative, but it's still not the same as it would be like in person having everybody there to celebrate. But we made the best of what we can at this time, you know, during this time, so... I've, I wonder what it's going to be like like years from now when these babies, like these 2020 babies, are older. Yeah. Because I feel like they're going to be different in some way because mm-hmm. they were born like in isolation. Yep. And I know that historically in the past, that was like more the norm that like people didn't take their babies out at six weeks and drop them off at daycare. You know what I mean? They definitely did not. (laughs) They did not. I wonder if there's going to be any difference in how these babies are as far as like, they're definitely going to be more attached. 
I would think that they would be more attached to their parents. You I know? could see like, that. I also feel like with my four-year-old, like, whenever she goes somewhere, she was a different person because at home she can be, like, not super free, but, like, free to do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like, her behavior change. Um, you know, she was more independent as well. But being independent is not always a good thing for a four-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know. You know, she she wants to play with her sister, but her sister's on a virtual class. So, it's like she had nobody to play with. Yeah. I'm working. My husband's working. So, it was kind of like, let's try to find things for her to do. So, you also feel like that guilt. Like, man, I wish I could take her out. I wish I could do something with her. But you just had to be creative inside the house. Um, so, it's sad, but... I think we started like this summer, like maybe even a little bit before the summer, we started to get somewhat back to normal, especially when people started to get vaccinated. People walk around without masks now and it's yeah. definitely different. But now with this new Delta variant strand, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be back to the way it was. In to my me, opinion. I feel more comfortable in Target with people unmasked than I did in the workplace with people unmasked because I feel like with Target it's like an open mm-hmm. area yeah you know like you're not in like sitting next to someone for an extended period of time yeah I just like it doesn't bother me as much because I can just continue to social distance and then grab my little package or whatever and just keep it moving yeah but in the office, it's like you don't, you're standing there having a conversation or you're in a meeting. Yeah. And I think it's like the people that have not been working from home are very comfortable with continuing to interact with people in that way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like those of us that have been working from home, we ha- we are used to separation. Oh, yeah. And so when you come into contact with someone that's not, and they're like, I don't need a mask. Like, let me just lean over your desk and point something out to you. Uh, no, uh, ma'am. No, no. Send it in an no. email. <laughs> <laughs> we going to Google Meet or Zoom Meet. <laughs> I know you're in your cube right next to me, but, yeah, let's go ahead and do that virtually. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Call me. Send me a yeah, text. No close. Yeah, like... That's the thing, like, what what's going to happen when we go back, in, when I go back into the office, you know, you used to talk to your friends at work, yeah. and, you know, they talk in your cube, and you just be like, you know, having a good conversation now, it's like, do you even feel comfortable doing that, you know? And I brought, I brought that up in a meeting, that my desk, like, if someone comes into my office and I'm sitting at my desk, mm-hmm. we're not six feet up six feet apart yep exactly and for me being in hr there are going to be times where for confidentiality i need to be like behind a closed door to have a conversation with someone yeah and um y'all gonna have to do something because <laughs> like we gotta um, do these zoom calls these google meets you can call me on my phone that is definitely safe um i want to find yeah. a sign that is polite that i can yeah. put on my door that says, please put on a mask before you enter yeah. and yeah. don't cross the tape line. 
Then I'm the gun line, boss. <laughs> the tape is gonna be at the door. Just talk to me. Open the door. The tape. door. Okay. Do not come in here at all. At all. Not at but all. But no, I agree. I think I think that oh, should Lord. be that should be um something that we we all have to talk about when we get back to work, like. I'm not trying to be rude here, but just we need to find some safe boundaries in regards to, you know. I'm going to tell you, if you haven't been a part of those conversations at your job yet, I've been a part of them for quite a few months. Those type of comments are not typically received well. I'm just going to yeah. put that out there. Let well, us think, know if your experience at work has been different and girl, what your but, tips are. <laughs> My thing is, I have a door, so I can shut my door and lock it. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming in there. If you need something, talk to me through that little small, it's like a little small uh, glass. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what you need? <laughs> Real Call lips. Me. Yeah, I can't, like, I can't I, nobody I can't. needs to sit in my desk. Like, nobody needs to sit in my desk. So, but that's I don't even know why I have chairs. Jo- your job is different. Because like, a lot of the people coworkers. that you interact with are not in your physical office. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's and and that's best. the thing for me. Like, I've been able to provide service to people from my home for mm-hmm. over a year. You know. So clearly, yeah. if you have a it's concern, working. I can talk to you about it over the phone. Just because I'm in the office, it doesn't mean that you have to come here. Girl, people want to go back to normal though. People <laughs> want to be like it, like it was, but it's not gonna be like it was. Like it's so sad to say, but I don't, I don't know what our normal will be anymore. You know, like I don't know. Yeah. I don't even remember how it was. I remember. You know, my memory shot, but no. I really don't remember, <laughs> like how it was without masks and me trying to. Yeah. Be feel comfortable without wearing a mask in the store. I still like feel weird. Like I, I was like, no, I got. I remember how it on. was, but it's to me it feels like 1999. Like I remember how <laughs> 1999 was, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I want to go back to 1999. It's like you can remember what it was like to go places without a cell phone, right? Yeah. You can remember that. No, no, I can't. You Matter can't. Fact, no, I can't. No. You are not that young. <laughs> I, no, look, I cannot Think remember. about high school. Did you have a cell phone in high school? I did. As, when I started driving, I did. I had that flip phone. Okay, so the, before you started so driving. So I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I need my cell phone, okay? When but I'm driving, got, so when okay, I... Okay, so you had a flip phone. Think about not having Instagram. Or not have you know, you know I'm what not I mean? a social like, media person, so because you know how <laughs> this like is on not your working. Phone, okay, how on your okay? Think about not being able to do online shopping. Everything okay. that you purchased, you had to go into the store and you had to look through the racks. If they didn't have it at this Target, you had to drive over to the other Target. Yeah, hope that they right. So you can remember how something was. But the thought of being in that situation again, it seems foreign, you know? It definitely seems foreign. I can't imagine not shopping online. Because <laughs> you are addict. <laughs> girl. I mean, even you check to see if stuff is in the store so you don't have to go Before to that could, particular mm-hmm. store. Or you so, could do a store pickup. Yeah, like, no, thank 
Think about what it was like before we had credit cards. You just had the checkbook. Remember learning how to balance a checkbook? (laughs) Girl. Check what? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen my checkbook in I saw this cute little thing on Etsy where they were selling like um, pretend practice checks for Mm -hmm. kids. And you could, like, get it customized or whatever with their name. And you, like, to get it to show them how to balance a checkbook and write checks. And mm-hmm. it was cheap. And I was like, I should get that. And I'm like, what's she going to do with that? She ain't going to. What skill? They won't even have checkbooks <laughs> when she get her checking account. They I don't even like, have a checkbook. Yeah, like, no. So. They, they, I remember, I do remember, remember when we first used to work and we used to have a check and they give you your paycheck and you had to take it to the bank to deposit mm. like before direct deposit it was like here's your check yep yeah I, I can't go back to that like can you imagine going to the bank every time you get paid to deposit your check nah nah <laughs> we've been spoiled but have I ever had to do that I did when I was younger like, okay like when yeah. we were like in high, high school. school yeah, yeah. But yeah, girl, that that that's. I don't know how we get to this. What were from we talking parenting. about? Yeah, <laughs> pandemic parenting. Okay. But I think, like you said, our stories are different. But it was a plus and some cons. I I do feel like the children were affected, not in a bad way, but in a in a way where they weren't able to do as much. You know, like they weren't able to play with their friends, um, having you know, my daughter in school the whole year virtually. She didn't really get, she started a whole new school and she didn't get to go into the school, um, you know, meet new people, like her new classmates and stuff like that. So it was a little different for her. um, And she just hated it. She's like, and then some kids didn't learn well online. Like some kids were like, oh, you know, their attention span was just not for it. Well, I, and I'm not going to pretend to be a teacher and we don't have to talk about this long, but I just know that some kids don't learn well, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you add in like the distractions of being mm-hmm. in the home. Oh yeah. I feel like even if, because I, you and I have both done online degree programs Yeah. and traditional on campus degree yep. programs mm-hmm. and it is a very big difference and I think it takes a certain level of discipline and being able to kind of like learn in a different way versus someone standing in front and like physically in your area it's just different and then for a kid to have to take that on yeah it's very difficult but I I think that our kids did have an advantage because they're already so used to technology and they're oh, already yeah. used to that. Mm-hmm. I think that, I don't think that it was necessarily the virtual aspect that was problematic. I think we put it on that because yeah. as adults, that was problematic for us, but we're not these same kids that grew up with all this technology. Electronics, yep. I think it was more about the environment and about the systems not being in place to really support them in the way that they need it you know yeah i feel bad for those teachers too oh girl uh, the teacher (laughs) would yell to the children you know stop playing with your brother and sister you know turn the tv off (laughs) and i'm laughing like 
where is y'all's parents? <laughs> they working like I was. If if, I get if it, my daughter was in school, she she would have been one of those kids because my job did not allow for me to do that, like to to monitor her. I there get was that. no way. But also to your child, like my daughter knows if she would ever be disrespectful to her teacher or not paying attention in school, she was gonna get in trouble. So. That's what I'm talking about in terms of where's your parents. Like, your parents should make sure. And I know it's hard, especially if you're working and you have a demanding job and you're at home as well as your, you know, kids having. Don't forget, they also interrupt your job because they have technical issues. My internet's not working. Or, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know the it's the circle. It's the loading circle. <laughs> Let's keep going on. But your children have to respect the teacher as if they were in class, as they're on as they are online. So my thing was if, if Kayla ever, if I heard the teacher ever say, you know, Kayla, you're not doing blah, blah, blah. Oh, she knew she was going to be in trouble. Yeah. You don't never disrespect your teacher. Um, but the parents, I don't know where they were. I think sometimes the parents left the house, but that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think there were so many other factors uh-huh. In order for a kid to have been able to be successful, we're taking for granted a lot of factors that are out of our control. And you and I are privileged to a point where we did have jobs that, like, because technically I could say, okay, I'm not going to answer this call and I'll yeah. just call the person back after I change this diaper or whatever. Yeah. But if I had a job at a call center, I wouldn't have that you have the flexibility. To do that. Mm-hmm. So if my kid is over there, you know, acting a fool, I have to make a decision between am I going to correct that behavior or am I going to continue this call? Like yeah. I feel like we're the it was an impossible situation for everyone, you know? Yeah. Because I we're really asking that. parents to parent and but, be teachers and yeah, but you have work. to be a parent. You sh- you always are a parent. Period. You know what I'm saying. You always teach your kid what's right and what's wrong, and you need to pay attention. And you need to do that. I understand certain times that your kid's gonna get distracted, and you have to like, especially at home. There's TVs. There's looking outside the window. You know, you're not actually in a, a school environment. So of course, you know, you may get bored, whatnot. I understand that, but as parents, you know, don't forget. I know we're working. But we also, too, we we, we parenting our kids as well, you know? So I know, but I feel like you're not giving people the benefit of the doubt that they were doing their best. I understand what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing that parents are not, like, doing their best. But I know that they, in certain situations... But I know that our parents that let their kids do whatever they want to do and don't have any repercussions for their actions, yeah. I, I which know. makes it yeah. harder for the children, uh, for the teachers, and also for the children to actually like learn anything. Like if you let your child just go off and like not listen to the teacher, and you like you know I try, but he doesn't listen to me. I've seen parents like that, and I'm to me, I'm like, are they the parent or are you the parent? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
But you can't hold everyone to the Nicole Gold standard of parenting. No, I can't. We've already but... established that you are a top tier mom. No, I'm not a top tier mom. I just feel like us I'm just silver not and a fan gold metal moms. No. You gotta give us some flexibility. And I know it's hard. Like I don't, I don't like to be hard on my kids. You know, like I would love to just love them up and down twenty four seven. But at the end of the day. They need to respect me as their mom. Like, I'm not your friend. You're my, you know, I'm your mother. So you need to do as I say. And the one thing you don't, I do not tolerate is lying and being disrespectful. So if I saw that she wasn't doing what she's supposed to do, or if the teacher emails me, hey, uh, she's not doing X, Y, Z, because some teachers will be online and even though if you're not around them they'll email you saying hey this person's not on the meet they're actually looking at tv can you get them under control so and if you're not willing to help the teacher out i understand you may be working but once you get that moment of free time go get your child and correct them and you know make it easier for the teacher as well but i understand everybody's not like a big discipliner i get it but I'm not even but. saying I'm not saying it that way that they're not this I know the type of parent that you're talking about. I'm talking about a different type of parent. You're talking about the one that's just a little bit too, you know, well, Johnny doesn't want to eat apples, so I'm not going to make him eat apples. He gets to pick mm-hmm. whatever. I get what you're saying, but I'm talking about the parent that was doing their best and their best didn't rise to the level that it needed to. And and I put myself in that category because I couldn't do it. I, I failed as a parent during the pandemic. And that's why I said that I had so much guilt about it. It's not, I'm not saying, it, but I'm not saying if that, like I said, you would be talking about me. My daughter just wasn't in school, but I was not able to, give her the structure and the stability and the discipline 24 seven and all of that, that I would have wanted to. My my intentions were there, but my capacity to do it was not. And, and so I'm just saying that it's, there's a lot of other factors, you know, that could play in. And I'm trying not to get into like the, kids that live in abusive households or the kids that live Understand. in very Understand. low income households where they're sharing one uh, iPhone tethering, you know, like yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, but I just mean like in a normal middle class environment with a parent that really wants the best for their kids. And you know how I am about school. Like I am a stickler for her learning and, you know, oh, yeah. her, you know, feeding her brain, but there was That's so why many you didn't days. fail because we know what kind of level of, you know, smartness your your oldest daughter is. Like, she's... but there's been a lot of days where I was in my office working, and told her go in the living room and don't don't come back here and bother yeah. me for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. And that's think, not parenting. <laughs> I think it is parenting because, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to work. You know, I have to work to feed you, right? Yeah. Like I have to make this money. But just because you told, tell them, hey, sit in your room or sit in the living room and don't say a word, I'm about to make this phone call. I don't think that that's not parenting. I, I think you, you're trying to juggle both. And I don't think that you did bad at all knowing your situation in regards to 
you having a baby during COVID, you know, you had a five-year-old, you know, as well. And all kids need attention, you know? So you're trying to balance the attention, balance a busy work and a household. Don't forget that too. Yeah. Cause you know, the house don't clean itself and Mine know, food, does. cook, all this, <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> So I understand what you're saying. Like, I know every parent is not perfect, and I'm not trying to say every parent needs to be perfect, but at the same time, you know, we still have to parent. You know, we still have to make sure our kids are doing the right thing in order for them to be successful. So for me, some days, parenting just means fed, clothed, and... And And it, yeah. You know. Yeah, and no, other it, days I can step it up, and those are the days where I'm, you know, on my A game. And I'm telling you, most of the days it's like that. It's it's like, okay, did you eat today? Okay, <laughs> did you take a bath today? Okay, cool. And not to say that you're a bad parent for that. It's just because you work, you tired, yeah. you do everything. You know, you need a break as well. But I, I get you in terms of the the learning aspect. Like I want to make sure my daughter is my four year old is learning and is on you know, the right path for kindergarten next year. But, hey, during the pandemic, I got a little lazy. So, you know, but, but no, I I get what you're saying. And I'm not trying to down any mom or parent, you know. No, I know. It's just hard when you are just, you know, the most immaculate and wonderful parent on the planet to understand how the regular folk do it. I get you, girl. No, no. (laughs) I'm super regular. Please believe that. But I just... Don't let her lie to y'all. I just don't tolerate... Now, my oldest is, you know, she's very different than my youngest. That's why I said my youngest is a little bit... She's a little bit more out of control. control When she gave gave her daddy that look that day, she got me together. I was like, oh, okay, she in charge. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely a different person. And I'm not blaming on the pandemic, but I was, I was, I'm not as hardcore on her as I was my oldest. Like my oldest, she know not to do that stuff, you know? Yeah. So I, I understand parents in the, in the pandemic was it was hard but we're making it through yeah i pray that we don't have another pandemic but girl we'll see what happens whatever we got to do to get past it i'm willing to do it i'm willing yeah. to stay home and stock up on toilet paper again if that's what it takes oh my gosh <laughs> like i don't want to go through that like go to the store i hope they got toilet paper i hope they got sanitizers and when you find one you be like let me stock up on it oh there's a one item limit yeah there wasn't a one item limit in in march like what the heck so it's just oh that i don't i do not want to go through that again that was scary it was scary I would, I never, th- like, even up until the point where we closed our office, like, I was a part of that meeting where we made the decision to close down, and even then, like, I thought it was the right thing to do, but I honestly did not think that it was going to end up the way that it did. Like, yeah. I remember being in that meeting and then leaving work knowing, like, okay, th- this was on a Friday, so I'm like, okay, I'm leaving work, and the following week, I'll be working from home. And I went to the grocery store to pick up something, like, not stock up, like, oh, I'll just stop something at the grocery small. store. Yeah. When I saw those bare aisles, like, completely bare, no bread, no water, no, 
I was like, it was like being in a horror movie. Yep, yep. I yep. I literally like stood there and like called my husband. I was taking pictures. I was like, they ain't got nothing in here. We gotta go go to the store. <laughs> they ain't even the got now. noodles. When they didn't yeah. have noodles, Nicole. When they didn't have noodles. <laughs> oh my goodness. I said, if anything, get some noodles. You know they cheap and you can get Girl, a lot of them. That noodle, that thing was I'm gonna tell you. None of y'all like noodles this much. <laughs> Okay, Girl, you have never had no noodle shortage. I introduced noodles to my <laughs> four-year-old, and she during the pandemic. And let me tell you, she love them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, like when I saw that too, when they didn't have noodles, I was like, oh no, like it's about to go down. Yeah. So yeah, I went to Dollar Tree and everything. They were gone. I was like, what in the ham biscuits? But yeah, no, I'm that that was very very scary, yeah. and I'm kind of um, glad that I see those items now in stores. <laughs> so, like, when you see a whole row of Clorox, and you're like, oh wow, they got a good amount. He's like, should I get some? No, I don't need some. Yeah, you're not worried about the fact that in a few minutes the shelf's about to be gone. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We might now, so you might want to go ahead and start stocking up a little powder. Don't now. say that, guys. I'm don't not. Go I pray. And... <laughs> I pray that does not happen. But to be on the safe side, go get some Clorox, some bottles of water, definitely some TP. Cause what? What? Yeah. What's the thing about toilet paper? Yeah. Well, how else are you gonna wipe your butt? But I mean, like, why did people have? garage full of it is did they think it was the apocalypse because you know how like some of the doomsday preppers they say that toilet paper will be replace money as the currency have you heard about that no do you know about doomsday preppers no not really but there are people that they believe in the um apocalypse yeah like the end of days is coming very soon and so they actually invest a lot of time and money and resources into preparing for whatever they believe is going to be the end so if they believe that it's going to be um you know a fire or let's say like a fire that wipes out everything Mm -hmm. they might build a fireproof underground bunker they would stock it completely they would have a plan for how they would use the toilet a plan for electricity <laughs> and enough food and supplies for three years because they think that's how long it's going to be before they can come back up after the I fire. I bet you they was the one fine on that day. <laughs> they have the toilet <laughs> they, paper because they've been playing they said, it for years. Okay, this pandemic is getting a little crazy. We're going to need about five more years of toilet paper. So, yeah. Yeah. But those- uh, that, uh, uh, but at the end of the day, I get you. I was like, take. How much toilet paper do you need? But then I realized, hmm, if you at home all day long, not only are you, you know, using the bathroom while you're eating, you know, you at home. I I know everybody didn't gain like the COVID, the COVID twenty, COVID fifteen, or whatever it is, whatever your pound weights that you. But I just mean like the only reason that we had a shortage of toilet paper is because people were buying so much toilet paper. I, yeah. So what I'm saying like, is like, what were people. they thinking? Like, this is a pandemic. It's not like the COVID caused diarrhea, you know, to where they like. It might have. You got to think about it. You at home now and you eating all the time. So you just snacking, you get <laughs> away. Just make the more you eat, the paper. more you what? The more you eat, the more you what? So of course they like, you know what? Let's stack up on this toilet paper. But 
10,000 And these flushable wipes. And these flushable wipes. Get them too. Because they was getting them too. I said, dang, they are. They are they are going into town. So yeah, too much. This is too much. But yes, at the end of it, pandemic parenting was hard. Everybody had their challenges. There were some good things, there were some bad things, but at the end of it, we you know, we made through. So yep. all right. So, so I know we talked about that for a while. So I'm gonna keep my segment, my crystals carrots. I'm gonna keep it brief. Okay. Um, because I don't have a whole lot to say on this topic anyway, but I saw today, this is Tuesday, so Mm -hmm. Simone Biles just announced this morning that she was withdrawing from the team competition (gasps) for the Olympics. Oh my gosh. So she was supposed to compete, um, I believe she started the competition and then um, stepped away with one of the coaches and then came back and said, basically, I'm I'm out. and she's still going to compete on an individual level, but I know that she had spoken previously about the pressure that she felt yeah. she was under. I mean, oh, yeah. um, and this is her third Olympics, so um, she basically pulled herself out. And I don't know if they have said ex- specifically why. Um, but when I tried to look at it, something that irked my nerves is that a lot of the articles say after a, uh, a mess, like after she messed up on the vault, she pulled out and that's not, that's, that's a terrible way to phrase it. You know what I mean? Like, because she's not, she's used to messing up when you get to that level in your field and in your sport. You have made mistakes on the vault before. This is not her first time. And she's not running away like a cat with its tail between its legs. You know what I mean? Like the media is trying to make it sound like. Right. They're trying to make it sound like she basically folded under pressure and she didn't. I don't know um, the reason why she decided to pull out. I have my thoughts and can probably figure. Yeah. Um, But go ahead. I found on ESPN, as you were talking, I was looking it up, <laughs> and she basically says that, um, you know, you have to be there 100%, and she was just not mentally there. Like, she was stressed right. out. Uh, she said she was shaking. I couldn't nap. I could not feel. Um, I never felt like going into a competition, and I tried to go out and have fun, but once I came out, I was like, no, my mental is not there, so... Right. I mean, yes, I knew that it was some something related to that. Yeah. But Naomi Osaka had mm-hmm. to do the same thing. Yeah. And I'm. it's interesting to me because I feel like these are two black athletes that are at the top of their game mm-hmm. and they are experiencing... Uh, I would say mental health concerns Mm -hmm. related to the sport that they love that for some reason nobody else is experiencing in their sport. They're experiencing. They're experiencing. Not to the level. Not to the same level. Are you saying it's because they're black? I I don't know. They're they're held to a... I I feel like they... Yes. 
there it's and and just to say like the way that it's being framed oh well she had a faulty vault so now she's quitting do you know what i mean like yeah it's, it's not right no it's not she is and then they were just talking about how she's doing vaults that no one else can physically even do mm-hmm. they were just talking about that so you think that she's quitting because she stumbled yeah when she's doing things that are physically impossible for other people to do exactly. not other people like me other gymnasts yeah gymnasts yep yep that they don't even know how to score it they said they didn't even know how to score the one i don't know how what, which what's it called the vochenka or whatever it's called don't ask me they were saying they don't even know if she does it in the Olympics, they don't even know how to score it because it's impossible to even fathom somebody doing it. I I can't, I can't imagine how much pressure they have Mm -hmm. as black women trying to achieve like on the world stage, on the world stage, that, that goal, you know, they, they, they probably know like the criticism of them one being black, being black women, you know, anything that they do may be screwed in a different way, you know. So that's a lot of pressure. Um, and it, think about all the black people, all the black girls that aspire to be like them, too. You mm-hmm. know, like you don't want to let people down. You don't let your culture down. You don't let nobody down in general, yourself. But mental health is way more important than a competition in my opinion and i'm glad and, that they prioritized it yeah because it would be very easy i'm sure that prior to what the them making the decision that they talked to people about this I'm oh sh- yeah i'm sure that they probably did and yep. i'm sure that people were saying we are all counting on you you've been working you your to whole life for yeah. this and mm-hmm. making it difficult for them so like the amount of courage and strength that it takes to really make a decision that is 100% in your own best interest even when other mm-hmm. people don't understand it that is really difficult to do it is it is but and I'm, i feel I'm, like go ahead go ahead i was just going to say that i feel like you know i'm very thankful that people are bringing mental health to the forefront because it's not that someone is crazy and they're you know like we can easily write people off as being crazy Uh but most of us in one way or another at some point in our lives will have some form of a mental health issue that we need to address yep and we don't have the pressure of being a top tier olympian you know, uh-huh. while we're trying to deal with it. But I'll tell you for me, dealing with some issues postpartum, just doing my regular job, answering emails was stressful. Yeah. To the point where I wanted to quit just answering emails and it was nobody watching me, no reporters, <laughs> no reporters yeah, asking I mean, me any questions. I feel like black women in general are, are held to a high standard to like work through a lot of stuff. Most so, definitely. Like, we have to put on a happy face for the kids. We can never be stressed. We can never be tired. We always have to be doing things. And we always have attitudes. Like, we can't get mad, <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, we always um, hate for, or mad, or bit. I don't want to say bitchy, but bitchy. <laughs> but, you know, like, 
we can't have a moment to ourselves. Like we can't have mental days. We can't have a day where we can say, look, I can't do it. You know, we always have to do something for somebody else. So it's great that they took the time to say, look, I need this for myself. I can't do it. It's too much pressure. It's, It's too, even if, it wasn't even about pressure. They just said, you know what, physically, even if they said, I just don't want to do it. Yep. They should have the right to do that. Yep. But even if you work hard for something, yeah. like whenever I tell people like when they're getting ready to do an interview or whatever and they get so worked up and nervous about it and I always try to remind them like just because you're interviewing, you still have the right of refusal. So if you have a standard that this job doesn't meet, then you have the right to walk away. It doesn't matter how hard you've worked to get this interview. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter how long, how long you've worked, how much you've trained in order to get to the level that you're at. If you get there and it's not what you expected and it's not matching up with what you need in life, then it's okay to step away and say, I'm going to prioritize what's best for me. Exactly. I agree. I'm going to miss um, not seeing her perform because she is amazing to watch. But I am super proud of her. She's very young. So to make that type of decision, I feel like it's just incredible. Oh, yeah. So. Um, and she's may not realize it or she may realize it. She may be helping other people make that same decision, too. You know, mm-hmm. so. Either way, you know, she's a winner in my eyes, in your eyes. So, And in the Olympics' eyes, because she got all and the I'm medals, telling, too. Girl, <laughs> she ain't got to prove nothing to nobody, to okay? nobody at I'm all. I'm telling you, all her black people are supporting her, okay? We love her. Mm-hmm. So. I would Not just sure say this. Too, but. Um, President Biden posted on his Facebook page mm-hmm. a picture of I think they were cartoon people, like faceless cartoon drawing of like five Olympians, right? And three of them were black. Uh And they were like different sports. So it was like a gymnast, a runner. uh, What else happens in the Olympics? A swimmer. Yeah. So like five different athletes, all different sizes or whatever, and three were black. Yeah. And if you could have seen that comment section and how many people said they're not watching the Olympics because the black people that are there don't even like America, don't even want to be there. Why do they keep kneeling? If they don't want to, if they don't want to stand for the national anthem, we shouldn't have left them on the Olympic team. Like the, the entire comment, the entire comment section was like that. It was ridiculous. And these are cartoon people like, faceless cartoons. Cartoon people. And they were going off like that. Some you think that girl don't feel that? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you want me to put myself out here on the world stage. I'm risking catching COVID over here because we in Hello? this hot box of COVID, okay? Come on now. You want me to put all the stress and strain on my body, risk breaking my neck every time I come out here, and then y'all, y'all? act like that? For y'all? I'm going to stay in the room. I in the know cardboard right. bed. I know that's right. Like, no. That, uh, people can be so ignorant, so super self-absorbed. It's so annoying. I I hate those type of um, I hate those type of conversations, even though they need to be had. But I, I hate those 
conversations because I feel like those people are will never understand why yeah. you know why people do the things they do why black yep. people do the things that they do yeah so it's like talking to a damn wall but no you're exactly right that's exactly why she said you know what I'm taking my mental health and not I'm feeling sitting it. my butt yeah I'm not feeling it so I'm done bye especially after those because she probably read those comments and said yep that's exactly why I didn't do it mm-hmm. yep no Mm-mm. So, okay. So that's it. We do have two announcements. Two. Two special announcements. Yay. First, we are going to be releasing a bonus episode. Well, it's already released. Per- well, I'm just saying, like, periodically we will have bonus episodes. Yes. And the first one is already released. We released it, I guess, when you guys are hearing this Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that yet, please go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. And then next week. We're going to be doing a live. <laughs> <laughs> a live on Instagram. So make sure you are following us on Instagram so you will know. But it will be on Tuesday. Um, right before we start recording, we're going to get on live yep. and talk to you guys and just check on everybody, see what's going on in everybody's mind. Um, even maybe come up with some ideas for some new topics for us to talk about on the podcast. So, I, you know, it will be fun to do like a Q and A and uh, get like cute. questions from people. That would be yep. fun. Yep, that would be cute. Yeah. So please join us. We'll be doing it at seven o'clock on Tuesday, and um, so. Pop in and say hi to us <laughs> so that we're not in there by ourselves. Ourselves? <laughs> yes, please do that. Please do that. So. And then also, if you guys can send us an email or go on our page and send a voice message and give me some topics to talk about during Crystal's Carrots. I know that you guys have fun and exciting lives and weird, crazy things that are happening. So let us know about them so that we can talk about them during the show. Yep. That's awesome. Well, I guess we'll see you guys on Tuesday. See you on the live. All right. (laughs) That's it. That's the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us at the in-law suite. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the in-law suite. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Email us your thoughts, questions, and wildest stories at theinlawsuite at gmail.com. And make sure you come back to the in-law suite next week, Friday at 8 a.m. for a brand new episode. Available everywhere you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye.